The Water Coolest daily financial newsletter is now powered by Barstool Sports. It's the only newsletter that I read every morning to stay informed on what the hell is going on in the markets. You can check it out at barstool.link slash watercoolest. That's barstool.link slash watercoolest. W-A-T-E-R-C-O-O-L-E-S-T. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am really excited for this week's episode. It kind of took a turn. Originally, I was planning on potentially doing a solo episode this week, but what I decided to do is hold off because in two episodes, we will have my 50th episode. So I think 50th episode, I'm going to fly solo. So hold out for that. I actually had a thought come to me when I was walking into work this morning. I was like, maybe I could do an episode on like behind the business, like what goes into my marketing for the podcast, what goes into negotiating deals and whatever it may be, if that's interesting to you guys. So DM me if that's of interest to you, or we could just do it like basic Q&A style. So you guys let me know what you want, but that will be my solo episode in two episodes. Um, But for today, I am joined by Andrea Lopez. You guys have probably seen her on TikTok. She does the infamous Kourtney Kardashian impression. And then she has a few other people like up her sleeve, like Lisa Rinna, Teresa Judice. And this episode just took a turn. Like, I don't really like to have people on the pod and be like, how did you get started? How, tell me what made you who you are today? Because I feel like if you're a fan of someone, you probably know their come up story. So I don't want when I've guests on my show to it to be like, like the same questions everyone else asks them. So we kind of just like went wild talking about whatever. And I might say one of the funniest episodes yet. Um, Really, really wild. So we will get into that interview in a bit. First, as always, I'm going to chit chat with you guys. Then we will do the Ask Alyssa segment and then we will spill the tea. Um, I rewatched Twilight this last weekend and I have so much to talk about when it comes to Twilight and then obviously Kim K on SNL and all the good stuff. So let's get into to me what I've been up to. Um, first of all, I want to thank you guys for a lot. So I vented last week about being like nervous to sometimes be myself and you guys just met me with such amazing reinforcement and like you made me feel really um accepted and like you guys want to hear from me and you want to hear about my life and you don't want me to filter myself so I just want to thank you guys for creating such like a safe space for me and you know what I thought about it like I'm not gonna let one or two people cloud what I talk about because I'm just always going to be myself that's what I've set out to do from the beginning of the podcast that's what I'm going to keep doing um so I want to thank you guys and then also yesterday was world mental health day and I was also just reflecting on the tea tribe and I realized okay I'm trying to be choiceful with how I say this I realized that I finally have a job that gives me purpose although I'm literally just a podcaster which is weird because it's not I'm not out here saving lives I'm not in a hospital I'm not a frontline worker but when I was working in like the fashion influencer space I was like I'm not helping anyone what am I doing for society and 
now with this, I feel like we're talking about taboo topics and I'm connecting with people on a personal level. And like, I just feel way more fulfilled in what I'm doing to make a difference, even if it's helping one person by giving them advice. And I'm not even a professional, so who knows if my advice is even helping you guys. But it just like makes me feel really thankful. And since it was World Mental Health Day, um, I wanted to thank the T-Tribe for giving me a place to talk about my mental health each week and being open about your own mental health and sharing your stories with me. Like some of the stuff that you guys write into me, it's really brave. And um, we do have a Facebook group. It's a small closed community. It's always linked in my bio. If you guys want to join, please make sure you're answering all the questions if you want to be accepted. And um, there is some great conversation in there, but I want to encourage you guys to open it up even more about issues you're dealing with and really lean on each other because this is just the beginning of like cultivating this really great group of women that are supportive and encouraging and um, everyone that I've met so far has been so so sweet so again just want to thank you guys and be a little bit more serious before we jump into the non-serious portion of today's episode and then one other thing I want to talk about is I decided to cook more I, I love cooking by the way I cook breakfast and dinner basically every day. Lunch, I tend to get out because I'm in an office and it's just easier, which reminds me, I meal prepped yesterday and I left my lunch in the fridge. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) No. (laughs) This is what happens. I always forget my lunch in the morning. Ugh, that's annoying, but whatever. So I decided my friend Ellen and I, because we both live in the city, and if you guys don't live in a city or like a metropolitan area, this might not be as applicable to you. Applicable? Applicable. The second that word left my mouth, I was like, what did I just say? (laughs) Um, We decided to delete Seamless and Postmates and like any food delivery services because I feel like when I make an unhealthy food choice, it's when I'm ordering something in and then I'm... I feel bad about it and I'm spending $35 on a meal like it's ridiculous so I deleted food delivery apps and I've decided that's not to say I can't do takeout but if I want something I have to leave my apartment and go pick it up and I think that's like makes you stop and think before you do it first of all I think it's like one a money thing really think about how much money living in a city you would save if you weren't paying for delivery fees and all these extra charges that they put so I did that October 1st I meant to talk about it sooner but I've yet to use it um the one thing I did allow myself to be flexible on is through work we do get some money each month towards Uber Eats for lunch so I've allowed myself to keep Uber Eats and to use it for lunches here because that's free money. I would be throwing it away if, if I wasn't doing that. Um, but yeah, so just kind of like recommitting and just making, I just thought it was a cool like promise to make and a commitment to make. So if you guys are one of those people that's spending so much money on Postmates, so much money eating out, I challenge you to try to do this too. Um, it actually really hasn't been hard. And I've actually enjoyed, like I've been making the Emily Mariko salmon rice, like I'm gonna get mercury poisoning I swear like I can't stop eating it it's so good I've been food shopping so much um which is good so you guys try it out and um let me know what you think but I just wanted to 
mention that because I thought it was like an interesting little change. I have one other thing and I feel like since I was talking about World's Mental Health Day, maybe I should get into it, but it's a little dark. So bear with me, but you guys know what I bear my soul. I had an anxiety attack last week. Emily was there for it. <laughs> okay, I'm not like laughing. No, but, but you know, it was funny. Yeah, like, but you were like, you were very aware of what was going on. Like So aware. Yeah. I started profusely sweating. Like I've never had such like a visceral reaction like that. I looked at her. I was like, I'm drip, from, dripping sweat. Drip. I had like beads of sweat. Yeah. And um, I realize now what triggered me so much was um, I still have like trauma from 9-11 that I've done a really good job at overcoming like really good job wait I that's actually interesting because like I'm so much younger than you so I feel uh-huh. that you probably remember so much more than I do what grade were you in like kindergarten I was probably in like preschool no I was in preschool oh damn yeah Oh, so you're not probably a I don't. Re- I don't remember. I was in fifth grade. Oh, wow. So you definitely remember. And I remember everything about that day, like everything vividly. And I developed after that point paranoia, honestly. And like I didn't understand. First of all, I didn't understand what was happening. I couldn't wrap my – you're so young in fifth grade. And at that time in school – we were learning about wars and the Holocaust. So my understanding of war was literally people coming into your homes and people hiding in attics because we were learning about mm-hmm. the Holocaust and how people would hide. And like even like the Underground Railroad, we were learning about how people would have to go underground. I, I My understanding of war was like me having to hide right. and people coming and like infiltrating on U.S. soil and taking like separating families, putting people in concentration camps so I when I kept hearing we're going to war my fifth grade brain couldn't separate what I was learning in school to what was actually happening yeah and I remember my parents used to say to me they're like the war is over there not here but I didn't really know where there was like I didn't have a grasp of how big the earth was and that and they're not gonna like give you detail because you're in fifth grade happening in a different country I didn't even know what a different country meant really like I didn't get it and so from that point on I I developed like really bad that was the first time in my life I think where I got anxiety and like because of that I've had a fear of flying and I've have a fear of terrorists and whatever and I've done such a good job to overcome it like I live in New York City now fifth grade me would never live in New York City let alone downtown next to the freaking freedom tower yeah world trade center so so I the other day it was very irrational I have to say and I'm asking you guys now don't mess don't dm me anything being like (laughs) your fear was valid because xyz I don't want to hear it I like to live in ignorant bliss because I don't want to freak out all over again but the reason why I freaked out was because um the day that Instagram went down which obviously like Instagram's gone down many a times and I've never felt the way I felt the other day yeah you kind of started scaring me a little bit like I started getting worried I will make anyone around me scared because I'm insane Like, if I'm on a plane and nothing's happening, I'll be like, we're crashing. And, like, you'll start being scared even if you're not. Like, I'm just so crazy. But I – Instagram went out. And this is, like, really crazy. But when I posted this video on Kim Kardashian, people were commenting on it being like, 
this is a sign the social media blackout is coming. But like there was also so many other conspiracy theories on that specific TikTok. And of course, I listened to none of those. Mm -hmm. But, you know, oh, she got a face transplant. This happened, that happened. But of course, that's the one takeaway. So then when Instagram went down, I was like, oh, my God, it's the social media blackout that everyone's been talking about. So I thought like in because when you have anxiety, you go from point A, like rational thought to irrational and you can't see how you even got. Right, and then the thoughts keep coming and coming and coming. I felt like under attack. Like in my head, I was texting my friends. This is like really from where I'm nuts. Texting my friends being like, if cell phone towers go out, we need to find a meeting place. Because I'm thinking. I I remember. uh, Emily was literally next to me. I'm bugging. Because I'm thinking, I live alone. If I have no communication to my parents, my sister, my friends, like what, who am I going to, Yeah, where am I going? Also, I do think it's a good idea to have a backup plan. But again, that's just me being insane. So I'm like thinking cell phones are going to go out. I'm thinking the power is going to go out. I didn't want to take the subway home from work thinking, what if the subway's, what if I get stuck on a subway? Like I spiraled Instagram going down into the world ending. Like, But it was also, wasn't it other social media that was down too? And then like, it's because Instagram's owned by Facebook and oh, and okay. then WhatsApp was down. So that's why I started getting nervous thinking all these things were going down. And by the way, people in the office were saying, yeah, like it's down for good. And I, we were yeah, just people like, were, what? Like, there was like fake news. Like there was all these yeah. articles. So I'm just spiraling thinking like there's a terrorist attack. Yeah. That, so you freaking out about that and everyone in the office saying, yeah, it's it's gone for good. Started to get me to freak out, too, because I do have anxiety, too. Well, so also, I'm starting to freak out seeing Alyssa sweat. And it was just like insane. <laughs> tripping but sweat. now that but you do realize, like now you say it out loud, how like insane it sounds. Well, because I knew it's irrational even during it. Yeah. But you can't control yeah, you when can't. you're spiraling like yeah. that. But in my head, even I was thinking like because, you know, my way of combating anxiety is talking rational like sentence yes. to myself so I was saying to myself like if you blow up like let's just be honest you're not gonna know like yeah it, me sitting here dripping sweat isn't gonna change the outcome right so I was like talking to myself internally being like you freaking out right now isn't changing anything yeah what's the point so like I knew that but I couldn't see outside of like my own anxiety for like it didn't last that long I went home I relaxed. Then I realized, okay, it was just Facebook-owned properties that were down. It wasn't the whole internet. And then I felt better. Yeah. It's when I thought everything was going to go out. That's why I was getting nervous. And also, we do work in media, so everyone's talking about it. Yeah. Like, my sister was like, I had no idea. No one in my circle even thought it was a big deal. Yeah. I was like, all my friends were freaking out. Like, people, my TikTok friends, my influencer friends, everyone was bugging out. So I'm also in that... Yeah, you're in that circle. That circle where everyone's talking about it. The only person that complained about it to me was my mom. She goes, Instagram being down is actually ruining my day. I'm like, <laughs> mom, please relax. Meanwhile, you're like, Alyssa's dripping sweat. Meanwhile, so. I'm like fanning you off. <laughs> so I wanted to talk about that because I honestly haven't had like an anxiety flare up like that in, I, I genuinely can't even tell you guys how long like that doesn't happen to me very often and I like dug into it with my therapist and like it really does come back to my 9-11 trauma and I was just like triggered in that moment just like feeling like we were like under attack Mm -hmm. um so it's like something I have to work on but it doesn't really come up for me all that often because it's not every day I feel like my life is in danger but it it just was so weird how it like manifested and how physical it was for me yeah 
And again, don't DM me anything like, well, there is a social media blackout coming. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. Ignorance is bliss for me with this kind. I can't like, I'll start spiraling again. So please just don't. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I wanted to share that with you guys because like I haven't felt that way in a really long time. And it was really scary. Like it's scary to not be able to control your thoughts, even though you know they're not rational. That's the scariest part. You know, like you're like, this is, I'm being crazy, but I can't stop it from happening. It's the true just definition of anxiety. It really is. Like the places it can take you. It really is. So um, if you guys are suffering with anxiety or mental health, I think talk about it with friends, with a therapist, um, in the Facebook group, wherever, because I, like, at least for me, saying it out loud helped. Like, I told my mom, and she was like, you're freaking nuts. And even her joking around being like, you're crazy, made me be like, oh, yeah, I'm being crazy. Like, she helped settle me. Yeah. She was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, what am I talking about? Like, sometimes you just need someone else to yeah. tell you straight. Yeah. Um. Okay, we'll get into the interview now. Thanks for listening to me. Um, it is a really funny interview, so things are going to take quite a turn. And then we will hop back for the Ask Alyssa segment, and then we will spill the tea. We have so much to talk about. But first, I do want to tell you guys about a new sponsor that I am working with, one that I am really excited about, and it is the brand Reef. I'm so excited because not only do I, do I have a discount code for you guys, they sent me the cutest sandals and their most popular style is now offered with soft, fairy, cozy straps just in time for fall weather. They're like these amazing sandals with um, like animal prints, like cheetah, fuzzy straps on them and they're so comfortable. They're almost like a good slide to throw on if you're just like running out to go to the grocery store. If you just like, even for me, like I need to run down to go to get the mail or go to the laundry room. I like just having something easy that I could slip on and they're perfect for this like type of this time of year and the weather because it's still like 75 in New York, which is random, although it feels like 65 so it's kind of that weird in between weather and reef makes styles that are cute they're sustainable they're comfortable and they've been around since 1984 and they've designed innovation and comfort driven products to celebrate the freedom and fun of the beach lifestyle but you don't have to be on a beach to wear their shoes because I'm here in the city wearing them and I absolutely love them they're comfortable what I also like about them is that they're wider and I have wide ass feet I hate to admit it but I do and they're light and durable so they're really comfortable for someone like me that needs like a little arch support and like a little more comfort you can go to www.reef.com dot com slash publicity and use code publicity to receive 20% off your first purchase. So 20% off a lot. So it's just reef.com slash publicity, P-U-B-L-Y-S-S-I-T-Y. And let me know what you guys think of them. Okay, guys, here is the interview with Andrea. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Tea with Publicity. I am here with my guest today, Andrea Lopez. I almost said Andrea now because I asked you which one to freaking say. Which one? Easiest way? Just call me Dre. 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 Okay, so we have wigs on. I know you guys are probably <laughs> listening on audio, but I am Teresa Judici. Is that is that how she says it or now she went back to Judice? I can never keep up. Like, yeah, yeah. Judice or I just say Teresa G. Tree. 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 Yeah. So Trey and Rena are here. We got Rena in the house. 
<laughs> Wait, let me like even explain what's going on here. So first of all, it's a shit show in the office today. We have freaking clowns. It's Friday. We're both wearing wigs. Um, this is one that if you're listening on audio, go to the YouTube version because you're going to want to see it. And then I'll obviously post stuff to social. But basically, you are like the comedian impression queen <laughs> and popped off for Courtney Kardashian, I want to say, right? Yes, Courtney's the OG. And I love how we're just having this interview in wigs. <laughs> and I get comments on my videos that I sound like a Kardashian. Ooh, okay, yes. All the time, which I don't think I do. I don't think you do either. I think people just see like a brown-haired girl and they're like, you sound like a Kardashian, Kardashian you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah very true. But like later on, I want to try to do the Courtney. Oh, we have to. We got to do so the So you whole... have to teach me. Mm-hmm. I'm you there. Know, I'll do my best. I'm there. I'm there. I'm ready for it. Okay. I love. So first of all, let's do a little, just to kick things off, to yes. loosen up. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> Give me your best Rinna. <laughs> What's funny about Rinna is I only really do her dance. Yes, I agree. And then what, 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 like, what she really says is own not. Own it, right? It, it's is own it. It's own it. And then she just talks about her, her husband, Harry, all the time. Yes. Like Harry and I, Harry, Harry. Harry Hamlin. Just own it, bitch. <laughs> just own it, bitch. And that's really, I, I right, really, I'm going to do funny. my best, Trey. <laughs> okay, guys, fun fact. Teresa Judice is from my hometown. So like this is really me just that's tapping so into absurd. my roots, you know, my Italian heritage. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. She said, she's like, yeah, my four daughters. <laughs> I'm not very good. <laughs> no, you're very good. It's really just the D-O-R and daughters. Give me a line. Like, what's this on um, Teresa? So she wrote a, a cookbook that was called, like, <laughs> Fabulous and Delicious, and she called it Fabulousness or something. And she's like, we use ingredients. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> me, and my four, me and my four daughters, we wrote a cookbook. Skinny Italian. I'm not good at all. <laughs> no, it's killing me because the wig, too. The wig is I so have good. It down on my forehead. My husband Joe. Well, my ex-husband now. Yeah, ex-husband. Um, I just, I just love it. I love it so much. <laughs> I got to take this wig off. I'm sweating my balls off. How do you put these things on and like seriously in your apartment? Just yeah. go to work. Like, where does this stem from? Truly, I'm a crazy have, person. Have you always been a funny person? I assume. I don't know. Yeah, I used to think of myself as like the class clown, but not really because I wasn't. I just love. I love having fun with people, making people laugh, and if it's better. I'd rather be laughing than doing anything else. So, yeah, I've been doing voices since I was, like, nine. I feel like to be a funny, like, to be a comedian, you have to, like, not give a shit about what you look like. <laughs> and I true. think that's my hardest part. Like, I care too much. Yes. But you also, you're stunning. I'm also obsessed with Italians. So, oh, I just have this thing for Italians. Mean, meanwhile, I'm Mexican. But, like, you know. <laughs> Tomato, tomato. Yeah, same thing. Same thing. Um, but yeah, no. I got at a certain age, uh, like when I drink, I have a lazy eye. My my Stop. lip leans to one side, like I, I've had a stroke. Like literally. Uh, wait, I have that. Really, I have to correct when it goes my smile. Up. Oh, it goes up. Okay, I'm gonna tell you guys something. I've never confessed this in my entire life, and I'm so we mortified. Got a first exclusive here. I have a theory as to why I have a crooked smile okay. and why, like, my lip does this. The Elvis, <laughs> you know, the Elvis, like how yeah. it's like raised, like I'm all shook up. Yes. Okay. This is so freaking embarrassing. When I was little, my favorite movie was Grease because I just loved Love. John Travolta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John mm-hmm. Travolta, however you say it. To this day, my sister's like, I can't believe that was your first love. But anyway, <laughs> I thought he was so hot. I loved that he had the whole like bad boy, like lip yes. up kind of like that half lip smirk. Like he did the, the he this. does. Yes. yes. So, oh my God, I have this like memory 
of walking around Macy's. I don't know why Macy's as a kid. And when no one was looking at me and I was walking through the clothing aisles, I would walk (laughs) with my lip up because I wanted to train my muscle around Macy's too. Because I was so short, you couldn't see me in the clothes. (laughs) What? Wait, give us a play by play. You're walking down the aisle of Macy's. And I didn't want my parents to see. So, like, whenever. Oh, my God forbid they see you put your lip up. So I would walk alone, like. Like, you know. up and down the aisle and then when I was home and like in the bathroom like I'd have my lip up (laughs) so I think my muscle now is so strong that when I smile I'll notice in pictures it's like (laughs) it's like my face is lopsided and I'm like I did this to myself I trained myself for this moment (laughs) I literally trained myself like I think I made that muscle so strong that like it now never gone back all for the John Travolta look in Greece. Oh, and I just like, I loved him. And it's like yeah. so, oh, and then I did another thing where I got this toy stuck in my hair. Uh-huh. And like, you know, you're little and I'm like, my mom is at the neighbors and I'm like, you know what? I'll just cut like this one piece of hair that it's stuck oh, on. Oh, no. So yeah. it just, I could take it out. Mm-hmm. So I like just took the scissors and I went to the top of my head and I just cut thinking I just cut, cut the one the strand. I run across the street to the neighbors and I'm like, hey mom. And she's like, what's this and like she pats my head and like she just like picks up like the chunk of hair off the top of my head like it was just laying like a toupee oh my god then my sister and my mom called me Danny Zuko because I had the little curl in the front of my hair so I just feel like this is a theme in my life maybe that's who I should impersonate have you ever met him before I've no and he's so weird now that's why my sister makes fun of me such a weird he really went downhill I mean from to go to Greece to like where he is now you're like how did we how did we get here he went so downhill and now I'm like I can't believe this is the man who changed my face (laughs) would you say that he was your first crush oh yeah and then um this kid in in um you know what's it called before like before first grade kindergarten preschool okay yeah yeah. kindergarten oh this nice little ginger (laughs) your times all over the board kid I tell you what a ginger in preschool you know when you're young you don't discriminate i love that oh, i love gingers i'm just saying like that's that's great you know oh yeah jason Furchak and danny zuko what's his name jason, <laughs> jason if you're listening he's gonna be like what the fuck and matt skinella i loved those two in kindergarten they were my type um they i don't know my type <laughs> I don't know how we got here. Did the clowns slip you something earlier that are in the I, Because we're cracking up over here. I'm literally crying. I'm also dripping sweat. Is it hot in here? I feel like I'm being hot boxed in here in these wicks. It, it does feel like we're in a studio. Like we joke. Studio. We're it's like, a little moist in here. It's moist. <laughs> it's moist. We joke that I'm like, what sweaty ass men were in here before me? Because like, you know, men talking about oh, sports, yeah. like they spitting and so sweating. Heated. Oh. So heated. I walk into the room after them, and I'm like, what the hell went on in there? (laughs) I don't know how they get so into it. When the men are screaming at a TV, I'm like, take a minute. But I always say, it's like us watching The Housewives. Real Housewives. That's so true. That's so true. I'm like, you stupid (laughs) (laughs) I can relate. I can relate. It is the same thing. Okay, so back to you. 
Who was your first crush? Who was your first celebrity crush? <laughs> I was I was thinking about this as I was asking you. I think it was Karate Kid. Oh. Um, not Mark Ruffalo. It was, um, is it Mark Ruffalo? Ooh, Mark Ruffalo can get it. Mark Ruffalo can get it. Yeah. Like 13 going on 30, Mark Ruffalo. Oh, yeah. Um, we like him. Mark, Ralph Macchio. I don't even know him. Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Mm. He's another one that went downhill. It's We thought oh. it was hot and it's... It's not. It's not. <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, probably Ralph Macchio. Back to you not giving a shit. Like what? I, like I had Erica Priscilla on my podcast oh, last week. Yes, do you know yes. her? And she's also a comedian. And I'm like, how do comedians not care? And this is what I don't get. Like you just get on there, wigs accents like you really have to have a lot of confidence uh, it's more so of just like not taking myself seriously I definitely still will look at pictures and be like "Ooh, that was or like old videos I did mm. and I was like clearly I'm not the hot girl oh, but like it's like you, you get over it yeah but yeah so I just like to make fun of myself and um I'll add on the Paris filter though I'll be oh honest. of course I had I had the Paris yeah as long as you're not using the filters that make you look like um Jennifer Completely. Coolidge yeah <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah. like some of them, I used to use filters. Bef- like probably, I stopped using filters in the pandemic. Yes, um, but I was using them for so long, and like I thought I looked stunning, incredible. So I was like these lips, <laughs> that little nose, like gorgeous the nose. I, know. I couldn't see past the fact that I looked like an alien, <laughs> and I think even my mom and sister now would say, back. like, "Oh, you." That's not cute. Yeah. And now when I get memories in my phone of mm-hmm. those times. You're like, holy shit. I'm like on the couch with no makeup on, but I have the biggest lips. And like, <laughs> like, like this is not authentic. It looks actually disgusting. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what was I thinking? In the time, in the moment, I love a good filter. I mean, I love to see the, how it changes. Oh, yeah. Like it just gives you an automatic nose job. Um, but yeah, no. There's uh, the pillow face one I use for Jennifer Coolidge because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, my, yeah. So... I'm taking the dog. I'm taking the dog. <laughs> Dumbass. <laughs> gotta throw that one in there. So oh, you gotta good. throw that one in there. That's a classic. But um, so good. Yeah. throw them all in. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I yeah. um. So I. Oh, there we go. Well, Rena's off. Oh, Rena. It's too hot I'll match for Rena. You. I'll match you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too hot. When we do the dancing. Um, when we do the, <laughs> the dancing. Going when, on. when we get back up on the tables later. <laughs> Elevated surfaces. Um, but yeah, I actually started thinking that. I had a big nose because I was using filters for so long that like I had this perfect little thin thing. Yes. And then when I took it off, I'm like, I have a huge (laughs) nose. And then I'm like, okay, this is messing with my head actually. Filters are the devil. So it's crazy. So something about being like so unfiltered is probably kind of liberating. It is liberating. I mean, I do have times where I'm like, this voice doesn't work. This voice works. There's jokes that don't work. Mm -hmm. That kind of like, I mean, stand up. Things don't land always. Things don't land. Exactly. And you just move on. The good thing about comedy is like people get canceled all the time now. But (laughs) you know, a year later, they're back in action. So so true. Which is crazy to me. Do you like... So you do you're on Taylor Strucker shows, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So you do like radio, you do what's crazy is I started in radio. Uh loved it. I Mm. went to school for radio. I started in it right after college. And then um the only thing I really enjoyed doing was the voiceover commercials. And they would give me freedom to do whatever voice I wanted. So if it was like pizza spot, I'd be like, Come down the Tommy Joe's on thirty dirt. Like I would do voices like that and I loved it. So then eventually just kind of morphed into that and I always did impressions on the side. And then in 2019, when I was asked to do Bring the Funny, that's when I took it seriously. But mm. before then, it was just TV, hosting, stand-up a little bit. But That's so yeah. crazy. Like The journey is wild. Well, it's wild to think that people can make an entire career out of their voice. It, 
absurd. Like voiceover artists, they make they have a studio in their home, and you know the really good ones. They they're like millionaires. It's uh, it's unbelievable. Like there's what real a money. Job in it. that is like you just go downstairs in front of your microphone and you know I mean if you're given the just voice let like, it rip <laughs> let it rip. But if you have you have Morgan Freeman's voice, I mean it's gold. oh my god, money. You know I wonder how I would be with that. I don't think I'm very. I think I'm too in my head, like I was saying. It's back to right. the not being able to let myself go. Right. But that means that you carry yourself with a very high standard. Um, you know what I mean? I just love that. Yeah, I'm too much of a publicist. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. like, this isn't good for your yeah. image. Right, right. Like, the I'm brand. so, oh my God. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'm like, all right, loosen up, loosen up. But yeah, it's so it's funny. Having fun. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if you see my room, it's a pigsty. I've got like 10,000 wigs on the floor. It's <laughs> It's absurd. Do you feel, like, is there a pressure? when you're funny to go on dates and like say you're on a date are you like I gotta right. make this guy crack up yes and I like to be the more funnier one and it is frustrating when they're funnier but yeah I do feel like I have this immense pressure to always be entertaining like always be on when I have an off day I get really in my head about things mm. like I'm hard on myself just like you it's just you know I do put myself down a lot especially if I see another impressionist that they're doing a voice mm. like a new voice and it's better um, there is this pressure. But with guys, I'm like, as long as I get a good couple laughs, I'm like, all right. Do you know what's so weird, though? Because so many women, when I'm interviewing and we talk about dating, they're like, I just care if someone's funny. And I think to myself, <laughs> yeah. do you know that word has never come out of my mouth? And it's Vinny's not that funny. I don't like funny. No, it's just never been on my list to care right. if someone's funny or not. Right. Which is a really weird thing because like, I obviously like to have fun. Yeah. But I feel like someone being funny I don't think you have to be a joke cracker to be funny. Like, yes, I, in my past relationships, some of the funniest moments are when we're just being goofy yes. with each other. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm like, I don't need someone that's like outwardly funny as right. long as when we're together, we could laugh our asses off. It's exactly what it is. If they have wit that matches yours and they are able to like snap back yes. at you, that's the perfect. Or if they are quiet, but then when you're alone, they're like a freak. And they got little zingers in you know, there. You know, they're like, <laughs> just like the freaks. Like, the- yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, no, those are the good ones, too. Yeah, so sometimes I'm like, I'm not going to judge someone off of that because I don't think I'm, like, so funny on the first date. I right. think I'm a – I've learned that I have, like, a stick up my ass on a the date. The first date? I'm just, like, kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> do you, like, them to ask a lot of questions or you you also will reciprocate with – Well, I've learned about myself that I was going into dating being um, – I had, like, an insecurity around my job. When okay. I was just full-time influencer. Yep. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I want them to think I'm smart and someone they could take home right. to their mom. Right. And I don't want them to think I'm like some vapid IG girl. Which sadly comes along with the word. Yes. Influ- yes. So I would go into dates and mm-hmm. be shoulders back, titties <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> like just being Chewing. so, um, making sure I every word was like articulated mm-hmm. and I was coming across smart and it wasn't until I was dating this guy and he said something. I was a little drunk one night and uh-huh. he said something like, yeah, you're always so poised. And I was telling my dad. Mm. I was like, yeah, dad. He said, like, I'm always so like kind of like uptight. Not really, mm. but like poised. And my right. dad goes, you sound really boring. <laughs> and I was. Thanks, it, dad. I, no, but it hit me. Right. I was like, I'm not being myself. Because you're thinking about being appearing t- as to him. Right. Right. As this. Because I wanted to portray, I'm cool, I'm nice, I'm smart. Right. I, you could take me home to your mom. I have morals. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, <laughs> I have morals, literally, because you know you want you don't want to come across at least me. Like yeah. I don't want to come across like the easy girl, or right. I want you to right. work for me and fight for me. Right? Because I'm like 
super Italian roots <laughs> yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, it's still in you. Yeah, yeah. But now with dating, I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna be myself, and if you don't get it, then we're not meant to be. Have fun with it. Exactly. You can't be that way. Uh, on first dates, I pretty much just try to be as nice as possible, very open. Um, but I, I'm not really a picky person anyways, but, um, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I'll take anything. <laughs> Whatever you got over there. No, that's terrible. It sounds so bad. Uh, uh, I just try to be very like jokey, laughy. I'll probably have, you know, I don't know, vodka soda before the date. Loosen it up oh, a little you bit. Get, you show up a little loose. Show up a little loose. Maybe we opened a bottle or two. See, I can't do that because then... If you end up drinking a lot with the oh, date, yeah. you know, sometimes, yes. then I'm like, bad. all bets are off. <laughs> and that has happened to me before. And then I, the next morning, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting a call back tomorrow. This is bad. But sometimes, if you have enough fun with them, yeah, they'll call you back. I, I think the best dates are like when you bar hop with someone. Oh, my God. When you like so start fun. at one bar and then they're like, let's go somewhere else. And You're then like, you, ooh, adventurous. Yes. So fun. Those dates are so fun. So fun. When there's not really a plan. One time I so went on right. a date with this guy and like we went to a full blown blown club, just the two of us. And you guys were already raging like <laughs> yeah. before? We were like out at a like Mexican restaurant and they had like um margaritas yes. and whatever. And this table next to us was one of those party promoter tables. Classic. And the 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 people were like, You guys are a beautiful couple. <laughs> Meanwhile, it's like our second date. I'm obsessed with that. They're like, yeah. Would you want to come to the club with us next door? So we're like Sure. Yes. So we literally went to the club and I had Straight. so much fun. I, I'm like, are you still with him? I'm like, this sounds great. I- oh, no. Oh, that was a long story. I met him at like camp when I was like 10. Oh. And so like loved him when yes. we were 10, you know. Uh-huh. And then we reconnected as adults. Oh. And then I'm like, you know, because I believe in fate. I'm like, right. oh, this is it. This is it. Yeah. But then he goes to me. <laughs> no. Wait, by the way, that's exactly how my roommate and her boyfriend of two years like she was obsessed with this guy at camp. He was older and cooler, and then they reconnected, and now they're moving in together. Yeah, I thought that was going to be me. Wow, I thought that was me. <laughs> I thought that was my path you as never well. No, why don't you reach back out? <laughs> he still follows me on Instagram. I unfollowed See, that's him. An, that's another crazy. Well, thing I unfollowed to me. him because I'm like, you motherfucker. You know when people <laughs> right. sell you the dream and yes. then poof, they're gone. Take it, take it the fuck away. Yeah, yeah he was like. Let's hang out. He was calling me nonstop. Wow. And I was like, oh, we're like in love. Yes. And then boom. And then I'm on a bachelorette party in Austin, Texas at a random ass bar on a Thursday night. There's no one there. I walk in. He's standing no. there. No. You mean to tell me this isn't fate? I, I would. I would. Have, did you go up to him? This is after like he go, he ran up to me and he's like, no. you look so good. It's so nice to Thanks, see you. Bitch. And I was like, I was kind of standoffish mm-hmm. as you should be. We've just never spoken again. What are the chance you run into someone in a different city on like a random Austin in a random night at a random bar? I was like, why does this keep happening? After that, I unfollowed him because I was like, this is just, <laughs> this is too many this moments. Is just pulling out my heartstrings yeah, too much. At that point, I'd be like, yeah, when is the wedding? I mean, I believe in those signs a lot. Oh, don't get me thinking about it. <laughs> after this show, I was like, I'm pretty sure. No, because I'm pretty sure after he ghosted me and a girlfriend like the next month. So oh. I'm like, oh, so you were seeing two people at once. At the, that's at the what, same. That's what happened here. That's rough. Yeah. Are you seeing that's anyone? Rough. I have a very difficult situation. Right I feel now. like I listened to your episode on Giggly Squad and oh, you yes. were like same starting situation. to see someone. It's the same situation. Yeah. I, I moved to LA a month ago from living here mm. and um, I've been in a relationship for five years. Same guy. Thought it was the one. Uh, but the, like this, the more space we have apart, it's just, you know, we haven't talked for like a month and a half, which is really scary because. Oh, so the guy we took space. Um, okay, and then then I like I did meet somebody else, and I felt too weird going into something so fast. Yeah, but um, 
Yeah, he's he's amazing. So you're seeing the new guy. I wouldn't really say seeing. Um, we still talk casually. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm not ready to like fully get into something else. Um, and you know, I may not even be over with the ex. It's kind of a difficult situation, but yeah, I think it's not, it's good to like take a little bit of, br- of a break just to see. I think so too. Versus just yeah. jumping into something. If your gut's telling you, right. you don't want to do that, then maybe exactly. just give yourself some time. Yeah. It's, oh my God. I've been with him since I got right out of college. I'm wow. the same person. He moved to DC when I lived there and then, um, we, I moved to New York and we did long distance. So we've been through a lot, but mm. sometimes you just got to explore. It's funny. He's it's like tr- not comedy at all. So, mm. which is good. I think it's, it's fun. Yeah. It, but I think I needed to like also meet some other guys and see like what that's like, what you blend like with different personality types. Exactly. The new guy is in comedy. So it's been so fun me- being some- with somebody who gets it. Is it competitive though? <sighs> A little bit, but I, you know, because I do impressions, I feel like that's my own thing. So I, if, you know, he does yeah. stand up and other things, then like that's his area. I will say, I think he's funnier than me though. Does get me a little mad. Stop. Like I'm laughing more than he's laughing. And I'm mm. like, why aren't you laughing as much as like, it does <laughs> get me a little. Something's going on here. I don't like it. Yeah. I want you to laugh more, but, but there needs to be, that's the thing with comedians. I always hear comedians talk about dating other comedians. Right. And they say it's like this weird, like competition kind of with like yeah. who can make someone laugh more like hannah burner yes um, with dating des yes. well, now marrying des marrying. Um, yeah i feel like they've got a great dynamic though they do but her boyfriend before him who was a comedian she said right. there was always that awkward dynamic there was that weird mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so which i, I could f- say yeah i feel like for me personally mm-hmm. i don't think i'd want to date someone else in my industry i don't know it's, it's hard, hard to say yeah. i wouldn't want to date like a male influencer but yeah. if they were someone that worked here that like worked on radio i think that's different kind of completely because it's still cross paths, which you would have still have. They're some not posting like thirst traps online. <laughs> that's the difference. Yeah, that's like true. a sports broadcaster and They're like a, a male, yeah, fashion influencer are very different things. Totally different. Completely yeah. different. That makes sense. What's the move to LA been like? Is it oh is everyone as like um, bitchy as people make it out to be? <laughs> I am such an East Coaster. Like this is my city. I mm. ju- I got into town. I just love it so much. The energy is real. I don't know. LA is just not really for me, but I'm going to, I'm going to be open because I know people have been like, you have only given it a month and you're already hating it, but it's definitely a transition. Everything's so spread out. Can't walk for mm. shit. You can't go to the local bodega. I mean, it's a little bit, I think people are a little bit more um, fake, nice and open. Yeah. Cause like when I was considering moving to LA, every mm-hmm. single person, I was on a business trip and I would ask people, how do you like it? How do you yeah. like it? And every single person, the first thing they would say to me was, <laughs> don't trust anyone I hate that right and I was like why is everyone saying this this is not good advice like I hate that I I don't believe that that could be true I think you could find what you need to do is find your east coast transplants right to be friends with that live there and Mm -hmm. I think you could meet authentic friends right it's just in the but I feel like it's like that in the New York City industry too people within the entertainment industry have competitive nature that's very true I just feel like New Yorkers are so I did I did a story the other day and I was comparing the two people like if you're in New York and somebody like does something wrong they're like hey yo fuck you mm-hmm. but like I'll see you next Tuesday come over for dinner yeah, yeah. then when you're in LA it's like literally love you forever but they want to stab you in the back I don't know there's just like this weird feeling I don't so know crazy how you could just change your voice on a dime <laughs> like that I like oh, just thought Kourtney Kardashian was in the room. I know, it's wild how it could just switch that quickly. I felt like I also like was... wasn't looking at you while you were talking, and I'm like, oh my god, it was <laughs> it was a whiplash. I'm like, psh, psh. Um, sometimes we can bring it out. Yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like it's 
different. Yeah, everyone's like, love you so much, babe. Yes. And then behind yes. your back, you're like, that I wonder- stupid bitch has more followers. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking like there's always like this weird, I don't know, unnerving feeling, but um, great in, in terms of living spaces. It's way more space. Mm. I have my own bathroom, which is crazy. Never had that in New York. Sunlight, windows. Sunlight, yeah. So th- there's like good things. You know, you can hike, you can go skiing, lots of stuff. But who has the time for that anyway? <laughs> like we're working all the time. So I'm like, yeah, you know, Colorado. No, but. So what is your different. goal to be like in movies or? It's crazy. I. Since I was in high school, this is my high school ring. It says SNL. It's engraved inside of it. I've wanted SNL forever. But I think now that I'm working in the industry, I've done voiceover stuff, it changes. You know, it's not, SNL's not end all be all, but it would still be incredible. And you just need to do it for your dream. Right. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's still one of the top yes. fives. Um, also being, you know, animation, working with like Nick Kroll on Big mm. Mouth, huge dream, being able to like develop my own show. Um, and then going on tour and just taking like Heather McMahon, similar. Yes. When you have a bunch of characters, and you just do an hour long show and. She's be just great. coming out in a Netflix movie. Incredible. Like, this is years in the making. I, I got the chills when I saw it. Me too. I, I mean, was like, Heather. It's someone's dream happening. You've arrived. Yes, it's like, <laughs> we're here. I'm so proud of her. It's. I actually feel, though, I was saying this to Erica Priscilla last week. I was like, I feel as though there is a space for female comedians yes. in the industry. And I believe in my heart. Like, I will mm-hmm. see you. I will see Erica. In movies, right? Because I—that's the natural progression right, for right. female comics. Mm-hmm. We've seen it happen. Like it's kind of like the algorithm. Yeah, like Eliza Schlesinger, all those people. I was saying, Amy like, Schumer, Amy Schumer, um, yeah. Leslie Jones. Yes, huge and, one. Yeah, yes, like it's it now. Heather, it's happening. Yeah. I see it happening. It's huge. And I believe it will happen for you guys. I really do. <laughs> Thank you so much. I really do. Because digital is so crazy. Like you it can is. get a following doing anything now. And there's so many more eyeballs on you. Yeah. Addison Ray signing a multi-million dollar Netflix deal. You're like, Yo, what the hell? TikTok dances? Like, that's crazy to me. I, but again, I think she does have the talent. So she's obviously doing it. But yeah, you can build it right from the digital space. It is so Unreal. wild. What and when I us. told people in the office you were coming on today, two of the people I told, I only told two people, but both of them were like, oh, I've seen her on TikTok. Oh. So yeah. point being. TikTok helps. It works. Social. Yeah, it definitely. definitely works. Okay, how do I do Courtney Kardashian? Um, <laughs> is Courtney, like, have you ever tried a Kim or like a Kylie? I tried Kylie. Kylie is really the only one that has a typical, like, or a, like yeah. idiosyncrasies in her voice you can catch, like the. Stormy, the singing, the sing <gasps> that song. Was spot on. <laughs> the singing. But yeah, Kim and Chloe, they don't have enough strange little mm. voice things for me. Courtney's just so nasally. They all just talk slow. Like, Very slow. When you look at old seasons, oh, oh unreal. my god, their voices were not they were not like that. They were not I think Kim's they probably changed. just noticed they were kind of annoying so they just took it down a few <laughs> octaves. I guess that's what it's got to be. I mean, we literally like that show took off and we actually watched it. We loved it. We were addicted to it. Loved. And we were all listening to their voices. Like that's crazy to me. So, okay. Oh yeah, Courtney you, is what you became famous for right what is your like go-to Courtney go-to Courtney is usually to uh bash Scott and like bash Scott talk about her kids and like how she's so busy and she's needs to go get a salad and she's actually like not that busy she actually has like nothing on the docket for the day and I'm just so busy I just can't make it to the photo shoot and I am the most interesting sister most interesting to look at definitely 100 <laughs> percent a b c d f g gotta go it is spot it's even more spot on in person like i'm shook 
If I closed my it's eyes, crazy. I would think she was here. Courtney, like, how's your boyfriend doing? <laughs> okay, so you guys, here's a Kardash Courtney exclusive. We bone like 10 times a day. We just like get it on. I just love his bony ass body with like the tattoos. <laughs> Just like everything about him. He's just like a little worm. And I just. <laughs> what is Travis? Like, what's it's the deal with Travis, yo? <laughs> what do you, what do you see? Do, is it? What, nope. No, we don't get it. Right. Okay, good. I... I'm just trying to figure it out. It's like, it's just, it's just like the MGK, like yeah. Megan Fox I vibe. think that's just exactly. the vibe they're going for. That's and it. I get it. Like, I, I get it, but I don't. But I don't. I Emo wouldn't. guys are having <laughs> right. a moment, you they know. are. And. And this is the thing. Are any of them like, okay, I don't know how to say this because I don't like to be a bitch. There's this thing going on with ugly hot guys. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Girls love the ugly hot guys. I've seen like, it all the time. Yeah, People think Machine Gun Kelly's gorgeous. I don't personally see it. Do I get the appeal? Sure. Like musician. Jack Harlow. Same thing. Right. People are like, he's Post Malone. Post people are like they're so okay. That's a, that's a stretch. Hot people love them, and yeah. it's I. It's something with it's the, the vibe. It's, it's the just vibe. a vibe. It's gotta be the yes. vibe. You know, just like the chill. We're down to just like let's hit the studio. We but, smell bad. Yes, and it's kind of <laughs> like like Addison Ray's boyfriend. Oh, okay. No, and that now, it, no. That no. is literally that's the largest stretch. That is like he needs to go. Uh, can someone explain him to me? But no, there's literally <laughs> no, no like Elmo. Like I just no, but okay. What Elmo. I'm gonna say is if he if he didn't have that color hair and had uh-huh. a haircut, and it I was... can't tell what he would look like. Me I neither. genuinely the hair is very distracting. <laughs> also, like, there really aren't that many like pictures of him out there. That's it's what I was just... gonna say. He could be gorgeous he, for he all does. I know. He, I can't he, like, tell. Yeah, he always puts his head down. It's like mm. Addison smiling, and he's like, it's kind of like he's like Travis Scott. Yes. You know, Travis Scott in every picture is like every single. Yes. I don't. What is his vibe? I'm always trying to figure that out. Kylie's like, what's my dog's name? Do you see that video? And yes. He's like, he's like, I don't know. Shit like little foo-foo, fee-fee. She's like, it rhymes with doorman. <laughs> Bro, get it together. Like, I know the dog's name is Norman. <laughs> it rhymes with Mormon. I don't know, Sporman. You're like, yeah. bro, it's like we all know. We all know it. It's yeah, to me, that's another one that I'll never understand. I don't you know what? This is a statement I'm just gonna make. I don't get the Kardashians taste in men. Never period. Have. Never have. Period. Yeah. Like Okay. B- before he cheated and was a fool, Tristan's hot. Like I get that. Right. Okay. NBA, we Fair. get it. Yeah. Tall attractive but like anyone else I'm not really getting I did get Chris Humphreys at the time because same thing tall right hot like you know athlete Kendall dates athletes as well mm-hmm. but Kendall's like, boyfriend's hot Kylie's Kendall's taste I never hot, yeah. got Kylie I've never understood Kylie's I, I, no <laughs> just because she's so quiet I don't know maybe because she doesn't publicize it right so we don't know the relationship like right, the personalities right, right. of the men that she's with I think that's got to be what it is. She's very elusive. I really, yeah, I can never figure it out. Except Tyga used to be. Oh, well, that's okay. true. So I worked in PR. Uh huh. And my old boss was Tyga's publicist. 
So I oh used God. to do stuff with Tyga sometimes yeah. from time to time. No way. Because like I wasn't his publicist, but when he was in town in New York, right. I would help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> get it. Yeah, no. So Having after met spending him, time, no, I really don't sense. get it. Unbelievable. I met him like 15 times and he just always no, acted like he never knew who I was. Classic. But is, is there any substance? Like, can you get a word out like, of him? We're sitting in the car together and you still don't know. Can't me. even. Um, during the time he was like filming a reality show for MTV, which like okay. had like one season, I think. Uh-huh. And it was just kind of him. He was young, like really young. And it was just kind of him be like at the height of his career. So yeah. it's just kind of hard, hard to, judge. to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no I could see that it was just I feel like a lot of rappers that I've met when I worked with them mm-hmm. travel with an entourage yes. and this and that and it's kind of like hard to really know who they are because yeah it's flashy they're also surrounded by a million people so you don't really get the full exactly yeah. mm-hmm. it's like you have the manager that doesn't shut up and then the this and then the that and then the publicist and it's yeah. a lot to it's a lot so yeah but how long did you you met him like 15 times we never really. I mean, I went to Fashion Week with him. Oh, that's really dope, though. I did a million things, but yeah, we never spoke. <laughs> <laughs> but of those fifteen times, nope, n- I don't. I couldn't tell you one thing about him. Can't say we spoke. <laughs> um. <laughs> so again, yeah, never understood the Kardashian type. What about like? Uh, I did like Scott and Courtney. I did, but, then- but this is the thing. I started rewatching the Kardashians mm-hmm. over um, quarantine. Yes, and. I'm so understanding of why Courtney wants nothing to do with him. I do too. He like, really was shitty to her. Yeah, like watching it back and mm-hmm. the, and now watching the past season, like the final season of the Kardashians when he's like, why can't we be together? And Courtney's saying like, things need to change and you yeah. haven't changed them. She's doing him a solid by not alluding on air to his substance abuse right. and his cheating. She's taking the high road and she's mm-hmm. not saying it on That's... air. But if you watch the older seasons, you know exactly what she was yep. referring to. That's such a good point. I never even, I need to go back and rewatch yeah. actually. She's like, you've never changed. Yeah. And for years, like she was begging him and he treated her like shit. Even when she was like pregnant with the, the kids. Yes. Crazy. So wa- rewatching it, I was like, no wonder she's just so, so done. over it. And as like a fan of the show, you want to see them have the happy mm-hmm. ending. But I think in her head, she's like, we're on TV and now you're kissing my ass because the cameras are rolling. But behind right. the scenes, you're not doing anything to prove yourself to me. So as like God. a woman, yeah. I'm like, I get why that door is closed. Yeah. And I, she'll never go back. I just think she's like, you've never done one thing you say you're going to. It's phony. It's. Uh, she really was like she took the high road with that one. She did. Because she never said. She, yeah. yeah. What do you think about him dating younger women? I think he is one of those people that's afraid of getting older. And so I think he's like living vicariously. You know, he feels if he dates young, he's young. A big theory out there is that he dates young because he knows they won't want to marry him right away. And he's oh, holding yeah. off for Courtney. So he's purposely dating women he knows won't commit to him long term. Isn't that wild? That's pretty crazy. But I also see that being very true. He's oh, always same. said he would like totally go back with Courtney if she took him back. But uh, yeah. That. Also, crazy. when they when asked, like, why do you date younger girls? He's like, well, they, they come up to me. You know, that's it's not. I'm like. Bullshit. Oh, bullshit. Yeah. Okay. When when Scott started dating Amelia and your worlds collided. <laughs> a Rinna Scott yeah. moment. 
Right. Was there content around this? Because I think there needs to be. There definitely should have been. What my Lisa is only me my dancing. Li- my Lisa. My Lisa version. Yeah. yeah it's so the- I. It's just it's just the dancing. It's the you know walking around with hard nips. It's all was a hard. Nips. Oh yes, the hard nips. All the hard nips. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really have an impression of her. Um, like talking I probably should work on it but I just think her dancing videos on Instagram are so funny so I just wanted to recreate They're amazing so then um when I do videos of her talking it'll just be this and then I'll just oh, do yeah, subtitles that's... so <laughs> there's no voice <laughs> to her it's just subtitles she's like stop and it's just like screw you bitch like that's all it is <laughs> but you know Lisa yeah she's a gem she's a gem she's one of a kind uh do you know what I want to my... do yes in life which maybe we can in do life? together <laughs> Have you ever seen people with the themed Kris Jenner birthday parties? Oh my god, it's incredible. Or the bar crawls? Yes, yes, and they're all wearing a different Chris the Versace Kris Jenner, yes. the red, the the wine with the martini. Yes, I want to go to yes. a Kris Jenner themed party. Plan it, or I'll plan it, and then right? I'm coming. Or like I'm a coming. bar crawl. The oh bar my god, we should hilarious. invite our followers and everyone dresses. <laughs> Make it Chris your meet and greet theme. Yeah, our meet up. Wait, a Kris Jenner bar crawl. I'm coming back for that, that for sure. Would be that would be so, so funny. Funny. That would be. I mean, that I would go the, viral. It would go viral. That's amazing. Right. We're doing that. We got it. <laughs> we both look at each other like, this is happening. <laughs> Wait, so we, we, we agree that this is a good idea, right? This is good. Okay. It's so good. Yeah. yeah, just all walking down the street. This is actually, could be Chris, but it needs this yes. big. But it needs to be like I think black, I would, I would want to be maybe Versace Chris Jenner. It's such, it's such an iconic moment. Yeah. The Versace Chris. It, it really is. When Chloe recreated it. <laughs> Everything. 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 Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was God. so fun. I had so much fun. You know. I could talk to you all day. I, I could be here all day. I'm also, <laughs> I didn't get to say in the beginning, but so honored. Such a big fan. Aww. Follow for such a long time. I love your journey. The, you just have such drive. And oh, thank you. The, the, the first episode, I just loved hearing the story and how it happens. You know, the behind the scenes stuff yeah. is just so great to hear. But I'm it's just so, so proud of you, kid. Aww. I mean, to the moon. I love it. Thank I love you it. so much. No, you too. I feel like it's the fact that you're twirling the wig hair for me. <laughs> no, thank you so much. No, no, no. I love it. I'm wait, sorry, I'll but I couldn't Teresa. not comment like, on that. Wait, um, let me do my best, Teresa. Um, no, I, I can't do it. I don't know what she sounds like. She'd be like, give me a Teresa goodbye. Um, all right, guys. So I'm going to be with my brother, Joe. He's performing some casino. And um, so you can come meet us. And, like, we're going to do a meet and greet. Her hands are always like this. Like, we're going to do a meet and greet. And, like, it's going to be really fun. So swipe up. Code Teresa. Ah. That's fun. Code Teresa. You guys know she just posted a video yesterday Stop. where she's talking about sunglasses. I know we're out of time. But, you guys, no, the fine. sponsored post that she does. Oh, always the post. Always. It's like. She waits for the camera. To yeah. Ready? <laughs> you know, she like she'll like you could tell G is behind the camera. She's like, "Hi guys!" <laughs> right? Like every time. Like, yeah. Hi guys! <laughs> it takes an hour to get into it. We're like, we're here. <laughs> yes, yeah, like we've been waiting. <laughs> no, every no. time. And then describes nothing oh, about the product. My face hurts. <laughs> you guys should really buy this wig because it's nice and it's a wig. So. So use my code and like I love it. It's just so nice. And you're like, what? What, what is the product? Because you told me nothing about it. It's got oh, it's I amazing. She keeps getting sponsorships. You guys, this woman is booked and busy with the sponsorships, and I don't know what she's it's selling. It's always fat, fit, fun, right? Every time. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And there's like some like toothbrush or like face tool. Yeah. She's like, it's got three speeds, like here, here, and here. And 
like this one fast, this one slow. You're like, what? <laughs> Teresa, what does it do? Is it a, is it a, my cheeks literally <laughs> hurt because it's so spot on. It's so true though. I'm uh, like, but she keeps on getting them. They, they just roll in. Oh my God. Well, thank you again. Oh. Where can everyone follow you and all of that? Find me at Andrea Lopez comedy, Instagram and TikTok. Um, yeah, I do a slew of characters. Everyone. Having fun. Yeah. Stay tuned for the Chris <laughs> Jenner pub crawl. Oh, that's happening. That's happening. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. Time for Ask Alyssa. Um, Andrea didn't stick around and answer the questions with me because I wanted to just goof off with her. So if you hear someone chime in, that will be my producer, Emily. I'll do my best to give my advice. I have some good ones this week. So the first one says, so I had plans with my friend yesterday to go get her nails done. She canceled it because she said she was sick. Later that night, she posted on Instagram that she was out with her boyfriend. I'm just a little irritated because her actions are not reflecting her words. I want her to enjoy life and be able to do what she wants without criticism, but my feelings are just a little hurt. So I don't know if I should let it go or if I should just say something. When I read this, my first thought was like, this happens all the time. People lie when canceling plans instead of just being like hey I'm not up for it yeah and as I've gotten older I've just started being honest because I never want to get caught in a situation like this yeah where I'm pretending to be sick but I'm actually fine and I just don't want to go and then it's like you have to worry about keeping up with a lie later on the day yes exactly so what I do now which isn't maybe just maybe your friend will hear this <laughs> what I do now is I'll just be like hey like I know we have plans I'm really not feeling up to it I just like need a day for myself do you mind if I cancel and we could reschedule or just like hey I need a mental health day I just need some time like you just your friends will understand if I don't want to go make plans with a friend if they don't want to be there mm-hmm. so like I'd rather you just stay home and then we'll do it another day when you're feeling up for it Um, So in this situation, I think it's valid that your feelings are hurt. But unfortunately, I think everyone lies to get out of plans. Like, I think it's pretty common. Yeah. But to answer her question, like, should she bring it up or should she not? I think it doesn't hurt to bring it up. Like, I think it's okay to be like, hey, look, I know you didn't feel well yesterday. I don't want to accuse you of lying. Maybe you did feel better later on in the day. But it just kind of hurt my feelings to see that you canceled with me. And then I saw on Instagram that you were out with your boyfriend. Like, you know, next time. Next time, just be honest. Just be honest. If you're not feeling up to it, I would have totally understand it. I was just kind of bummed to see that you felt perfectly fine a few hours later. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's like non-confrontational. It's just like, hey, by the way. This kind of felt shitty for me. And you're not looking to fight. You just need to get your point across. And I think she'll probably feel bad because she knows she's caught in a lie. Let's be honest. She wasn't sick. Yeah. I mean. Although you have to pretend like you. Oh, you might be sick. Because either way, like you'd never know what's happening on her end. You, You just for all we know, she could have been sick and then feeling better. We don't know. Do you know, I think that is one of the worst things that people do. I'm sure I've done it as well. People say lies or make excuses that you can't question because if you're to question it, then you seem crazy. Like, for example, she might be like, oh, well, I was feeling sick and then I took Advil and I felt better. So I went out. So it's a lie that like you look crazy for calling out, but really 
it's a manipulative way to do what you want to do while also having backing for your action. Yeah. And I notice a lot of people do things like that where friends will have like shady behavior and you can't necessarily pinpoint it because if you call out the behavior, then you seem insane. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like manipulative. I'm honestly at the point with like my really close friends where this just doesn't happen because I, I, once I say, you know, I, I, I just can't today. Mm. They're like, you know, I totally get it. Let's just do it another time. Not Everyone even, just gets it in my friend. But not friend even group. with plans. Like I'm saying, say you have a friend who keeps making like underhanded digs at you about your job, let's say. Yeah. And I'm just making up an example. And finally one day you're like, why are you always – saying that about my job and they'll be like what are you talking about yeah like, I've never felt that way but in your head you're like bitch I know you've been making jabs at me yeah like come it's on it's like people do this thing where they could they could say stuff and push at you and then when you call it out you seem crazy like yeah, because Whoa. they're like what are you talking about yes oh it's something I, I I almost can't even articulate it because it's an unspoken thing that happens in friendship dynamics and then they're like well, it's like if you feel that way, then maybe you should like reassess your yes. situation. Yes. And it's like, I'm not crazy. I know yeah. you're giving me these vibes. I guess it is really gaslighting. Um, but I noticed that a lot. But And I got kind of off subject. But I guess my point is, it's one of those excuses where like she could easily defend it. So you can't really go in being mad. You just yeah, have don't to be come like, in this hurt my feelings. Yeah. And I just wanted to express it to you. We're cool. But yeah, like I'm not mad. I'm yeah. not mad, but. Yeah. But it sucked. Okay, next one. It's pretty long, so let's see. Hi, Alyssa. Question for you that I'd love your insight on, since I feel like you're level-headed. Thank you. I met someone incredible right before the city closed in 2020. He moved back to New Hampshire. I moved to Iowa. We kept seeing each other. Uh, We kept each other sane through quarantine, texting and having long phone calls because we were both planning to return to the city. But the communication slowed when we realized things weren't really going back to normal. We picked things back up this summer and talked a lot, many hours on phone conversations on a weekly basis, and he suggested we meet up in New York City for a weekend. We're flirty. Sometimes there's an occasional raunchy text convo. We've really gotten to know each other well, and it's cute. We like each other. So we did. We met up in New York City. We had the best time. It felt like I was with someone I'd been dating for a while. He was sharing the same sentiments. Prior to the trip, he continuously said he was a commitment phobe and doesn't like commitment. A huge red flag for me because I'm 30. I clearly value someone who is ready to be open as a partner and be vulnerable. So I already had a foot slightly out the door. After our weekend, he shared that it was really special to him. He opened up about how he's going through a lot not in a fuckboy way, in a I never share with you, so now I will kind of way. And I feel he sees something happening here, and I don't. Wait, wait. Oh, okay. This took a turn. I'm like, where's this going? And I don't. I don't want to get attached to someone who is a commitment phobe. And to be honest, I feel like he plays games with me sometimes. He keeps me on arm's length a bit. He has to stay in New Hampshire until the end of 2022 and is then moving to New York City. I, too, am planning to move back to New York after a year in SF next year. 
and I want to take the lessons I've learned and apply them here. I'd like to say to him that I do feel kind of attached, but since he's shared his feelings about commitment and he's not really investing here, that I want to have some space, reset, and I think in time we could be friends. Do you have any suggestions on how I could share this with him? One, without sounding like I'm devastated that it's not progressing because I'm really not. It is what it is. Two, sounding condescending. And three, to truly leave the door open as friends. He's an incredible person. We get along really well and we built a good foundation for at least friends. I just want some space to detach and I don't know how to without sounding totally heartbroken and I'm not. If you do get to this, thank you. If not, love your show. Loved following you. Thank you. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. First of all, you sound extremely level-headed and mature and I think I get what you're saying. Sometimes when you want to pump the brakes with a guy, it sounds like you're like, I'm ending this because I need more from you and you can't give it to me. So you sound like hopelessly in love and that's not the case. I think, first of all, you need to stand in your power and don't worry about what he thinks. This is about you owning how you feel, not you. Like you're the one making this decision to walk away from him. So I don't think he's going to get the impression you're madly in love with him I think what you need to say is first of all okay let me back up before I get to what you need to say to him I think you're right for taking a step back if he's not going to be here until the end of 2022 and you're living in different cities he's in New Hampshire you're gonna be in San Francisco you're 30 you can meet someone else I I I mean I think it's great that you found a connection with this guy but it doesn't sound like it's progressing necessarily you'd have to really be willing to do long distance and really make it work and put in the time and effort to visiting each other and seeing each other. And do you really want to waste a year and a half of your life with something that you don't know where it's going? So I think you're making the right choice. Um, Also, San Francisco has tons of like hot tech guys. So maybe you'll meet (laughs) someone there. (laughs) What I would say to him is this. I would say, you know, I've been thinking and since last time we saw each other, you know, I felt like we've really opened up to each other and I've had such a nice time getting to know you. But realistically, with me being in San Francisco and you being in New Hampshire and us having no plans to return to the city in the foreseeable future, I'm just not really sure what we're doing here. And I enjoy my time with you and I really respect you. But unless we are going to full throttle commit to making a long distance relationship work which I'm not getting the impression either of us is really open to at this point and by the way that's important to say either of us are open to you don't want to be like since you're not open to it yeah because that's then when he'll it makes get a little defensive and then yes like, yeah so you have to make it seem like you have the power too. like I'm also not open to this right now mm-hmm. you have to be like since neither of us are open to this at the time right now like I just don't really know what we're doing but I do know that I enjoy you so much as a person and I'd love to be friends and who knows what the future holds but for right now since I'm not really seeing any commitment on either end I just don't know if us talking to each other is enabling us from meeting other people and progressing in different relationships wow that was so good put that in a text message (laughs) That was perfect. That was so good. Wow. Okay, I'm coming to you with my boy I'm advice. really good with advice. Oh. I feel like I never, this is my moment to shine. I never oh, get questions so like this. that was so good. I think that's how you navigate it. Because, first of all, it sounds like you have the pants, number one. It sounds like you're the one that's like, eh, I don't really know what I want to do about this. 
it, you don't sound desperate. And it's also factually correct. You're being honest. You're being upfront. It's very mature. You Maybe you two will end up in New York in a few years and you'll be madly in love and that's your person. Or maybe it's not. Like, it takes a lot to make a long-distance relationship work. And it just, to me, doesn't sound like either of you are putting in the effort to really make that happen. So it is going to need to slow down because as long as he's on your back burner, you're not going to be as open to other relationships. Boom. Done. Answered. Whew. Okay. I even need to put my input. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you do. No, <laughs> okay. I'm going to just do those two ask Alyssa's for today. And I want to get into the spill the tea segment because we have a lot to talk about. First of all, I'm going to talk about Twilight because I know Twilight's been around forever and like I'm sure none of you have watched it recently, but I have and I have a lot to freaking say. First of all, I'm I'm pissed. I'm really pissed. Um I can't believe I loved the I loved those movies and those books. First of all, I was a huge Twilight reader. I loved the books. I thought they were fantastic. I remember going to the movies and theaters. I was so excited. As an adult, rewatching these, which I haven't seen in probably five years or if not more, I can't believe those are the movies that made Kristen Stewart and Robert Pattinson famous because the acting was so bad. Like, it's actually the biggest Hibley I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, do you see how much passion I'm talking about this with? So first of all, the first movie, the acting is just awful. It's also really freaking creepy the way Robert Pattinson's like, like you could tell his face is like coiling. He like smells her blood and he's like being so fucking creepy. And they're just like hopelessly in love after having zero conversations. Like he tells her he's a vampire. She doesn't bat an eye. She's like, make me one. After he tells her he's basically a, a blood sucking killer. Um, the whole thing, like. I was just blown away. The movies do get better as they progress. And again, Hibley, because did I enjoy watching them? Absolutely. I loved every second of it. But I hated it too. Like, it's so bad. Um, And the thing that really pissed me off, I have a few takeaways. One, Jacob liking Renesmee is disgusting. First of all, they make it seem like... Oh, he imprinted on her. Don't worry. It's not a creepy thing. He, You could imprint on a friend. You could imprint on just a family member, someone you love. Then they flash forward the end of the movie and he's dating her. It's disgusting. You're dating Bella's kid. You loser. Like that freaks me out. I'm like just so mad that that was the ending. And then the other thing that also weirds me out is that Renesmee grows so fast and she stops maturing at a certain age. So basically Bella and Renesmee are both immortal and they're the same age and they're dating friends. Like, I don't even get it. I hate it. I hate it. Like I just, I can't with the whole Jacob thing. And, and I was such a team Jacob growing up and I do like Jacob with the shortcut hair, but Robert Pattinson, now that I'm older, I see it more, which I didn't as a kid, which also pissed me off because Robert Pattinson was supposed to be like, Edward was supposed to be hot as hell, and I didn't like Robert Pattinson, and I didn't get it. I never got it either. I was such a Jacob fan as a kid. Such a Jacob fan, but now as an adult, I get it more. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, he's hot. Yeah. Just really freaking pale. Yeah, but that's the makeup. But I kept thinking the whole movie, like, if he just had a tan... (laughs) Like, that's the point of a vampire. I know, but it made him look gross. (laughs) And also, another takeaway I had, being a Vampire Diaries stan, 
I was like, they just, Vampire Diaries just did it so much better. Like, the characters aren't pale. They're hot as hell. They, like, just have better, like, superpowers. Like, everything's just so much better. Um, So, yeah, that's my update on that. Okay, I need to take a breath. Now, I want to talk about Kim K on SNL. We love to see it. Love to see love it. Love to see it. First of all. She slayed. She is everything. And I don't have respect for people that don't have respect for the Kardashians. Like, I don't get why people still continuously shit on her when she is, she has done so much from a sex tape to this. Yeah. Like she is a business mogul. She really is. And she has so much influence and people that don't give her that credibility. She will be the people our kids have posters of as we have posters of Marilyn Monroe. I truly believe that. I've always thought 100%. Like how we have like Audrey Hepburn and Marilyn Monroe. I think Kim will be that person for the younger generation. She is kind of Mm -hmm. that person. Like she's an iconic person in history in my opinion. And the fact that she's extremely intelligent, she has a great work ethic, she um, didn't even mess up a beat on that stage. She's not an actress. She hit every line. She didn't stumble. Every skit. I am not even a huge Saturday Night Live person because a lot of times their humor doesn't really land with my type of humor. And I thought she just was fantastic. And she like was so okay with roasting herself and she just owned it. Kris Jenner actually said it best. She put up a caption and she really embodied how I feel. (laughs) Which is funny because it's like obviously that's her mother. But I'm going to read it to you guys because she said it. She said it very well. Oh, she's so cute. She put up so many posts. She said, I'm so, so proud of my amazing daughter, Kim. She absolutely crushed one of the hardest stand-up gigs in the world. She's an absolute rock star, and I'm proud of this accomplishment. Not only was she beautiful, funny, outrageous, and didn't take herself too seriously, but she took this on with such importance and focus. She was calm, kind, smart, funny, hilarious, and vulnerable. She showed that she is always in on the joke and really knows how to be stunningly fabulous and knows how to make fun of herself at the same time. She did her monologue with the best mix of love, vulnerability, self-deprecation, humor, beauty, intelligence, and kindness. Her work ethic is second to none. Always a team player and always including her family in everything she does. Wow, Kim, you nailed it. I'm exploding with pride and excitement for the most amazing week. How cute is that That's actually really sweet. So sweet, but also true. Like... No, she was, that was the very perfect well mix of funny, elegant, self-deprecating. She really did embody all of those things. Um, yeah, I thought she did fantastic. And I think it is pretty crazy that she's also studying to be a lawyer. And I just think she's fantastic. I really do. Yeah. Um, and I think people, like I saw some people tweeting like, oh, Kim, K- Kim K's on SNL. I'm not watching. It's like, why do people, why are people so bitter? It's just because like this negative stigma that people have people who don't know what she does Mm -hmm. and what she's continuing to do Mm -hmm. that's how I feel really just don't understand that she actually is smart and she actually has a purpose yeah it's the people that aren't fans of her that think she just posts her ass on Instagram yeah they don't understand like the hard work and stuff that goes into it right and like must we not forget this is also the same girl that was 
held at gunpoint in Paris and robbed. Like, yeah, she's seen some shit. Like, I, whenever I think about the Kardashians, I'm like, they have gone through more than any other family. Like, Kim was robbed at gunpoint. Um, she had a sex tape. She's also like, Chloe got semi going on. through a divorce. Yeah, let's divorce. Um, married seventy two days. Chloe was treated on by Tristan. Um, with her sister's best friend like it's just like when you just go down the list like it's just like and there's they have so many eyes on them oj connection like it's just crazy um but okay that'll do it for today's show thank you guys for tuning in don't forget to subscribe rate review i actually never even plug that but please 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 if you love the show leave a positive review leave five stars and i will be back next week 